are you? I'm good. I'm actually, uh, I'm in my bedroom, because, which I normally I don't um, do unless I'm teaching a class at night because I, like you, share a house with my friend. Yeah. And um, so I don't, you know, otherwise I'm working downstairs because I work from home, so. I mean, with, with your wisdom, I don't think anyone minds. I'm also in my bedroom. I just tilted the uh, computer. Sorry about the confusion. So when, when you said nine o'clock for you, what, so was it that like one o'clock for me? Because I think I got the times confused. You, yeah, I think you, you had sent me the time. You said you wanted to do it at 3 p.m. your time, which was 9 a.m. my time. And what, what was funny was I looked at um, Time Buddy um, because I have that set up because I have a lot of clients overseas because I'm in New York, I'm on Long Island. And um, so I, I looked on Time Buddy and it said that it was only two o'clock your time. And I'm like, well, I don't live in Ireland, so maybe she's yeah. got something else going on there. And <laughs> no, I actually, I so when you sent me the message, it was half one, so one thirty in here, and I was like, I thought we, I was going for two, but that's a thing. This is a lesson I learned. I have to be a hundred percent sure of the time because the time difference is so confusing. <laughs> yeah, and and I and I think you know. So here's my take on that because I I think that part of that yes and part of that no. So normally my whole entire life I worked in corporate which was a very regimented you know you were in a box you worked from you know uh, either eight to five or nine to six and those are my schedules my whole entire life and so um, so you know, when I started to do this work full time back in um, 2008, so I had been doing this work way before then, but I made it official and, and left my corporate job just at the height of, of a recession here. And people thought I was crazy. And, you know, even my boss was like, well, if you ever want to come back, I'd love to have you back. I don't want you to leave. But I'm like, nope, got to go. See you later. Bye. Yeah. And what I've learned between then and now, especially through the Ascension work, is that you know time is a construct of the third dimension. So it's only our perspective, right? It's not. It's I not was real. actually listening to your video yeah. about that. I was like, she is so smart. It's unbelievable. <laughs> so, um, so you know, because time is a construct of three D the more we can take ourselves out of needing to be on the clock. So I, I don't have a clock in my bedroom. I don't wake up to an alarm clock. I let my body do its own thing. And one of the ways that, that we start to adjust to the frequencies on the earth is through our release of time, right? So this is kind of a perfect way to, to start the talk because um, What's, what happened is, so I'll share this with you because it's very relevant, is I, for the longest time, was waking up, you know, like 7.30, 8 o'clock. I don't start my work day until 11.30. That's when I'm comfortable being all the way up, and then I'm all the way up the whole day, and I don't really have to focus on anything else because it's just client session after client session with small breaks. So... 
it's, you know, it's easier. So being attuned to the earth's frequencies just recently, probably like a week ago when we had, we had a major shift about a week ago, um, my body readjusted and all of a sudden I was finding myself waking up at 4.30 in the morning, 5.30 in the morning. And I thought, see, you just had a shift taking that information in. You, you just had, so this is carrying a transmission through, right? So your willingness to receive in this moment, you just had a shift. So what did, what, what did you see there? Because this actually happened to me last night. And when you said it, I was yeah. like, oh. Because, because you needed to hear this in order to integrate those light codes that were wanting to, to come into your field, to impart within you so that you could really fully take this in and own it and be it. Okay. okay? So, so here's, I, I, forgive me for this because oh no. your stuff, the stuff that you talk about are really advanced. And I am, uh, not to say that people aren't going to understand this, um, but as I listen to you, and I actually listen to you saying, like, stop questioning. You don't need to understand everything. Just take it in. But I feel the things that you talk about are um, very clever. They're very smart. They're very advanced. And people who haven't went through the awakening, mm -hmm. I'm afraid that they might not understand what light codes are and what are those things. Can you actually just... We, we could talk, we, yeah, we're going to talk about that. So let me finish on the body and then we'll get into light codes. Okay. So with this, with this process of adjusting our energy field, right? It's, it's only electromagnetic field, which affects every other aspect of energy. It affects what we call the chakra body. It affects the meridian points, the nadi points, but it affects the cells right down to the DNA. And so the, the DNA is getting activated and taking all of this in as well. So as we start to attune to our natural state of being, our natural rhythm, we start to um, mesh with the flow of Gaia and everything in our reality. So that's what's happening. So part of this whole experience today with, this, with the time uh, you know, warble that we kind of had is not so much that you have to pay more attention to the time. That's not really what that's about. It's more about being aware of being present in your present state of moment so that you can see the transaction that is unfolding and then the timeline beyond it. So like I already saw this timeline where we were gonna have this kind of disjointedness of time here because it made me go to my time buddy and look and see and say, oh, okay, it's really two o'clock there. I wonder if there's something different going on in Ireland. I don't question it because I know it's going to play out exactly as it needs no to play be. out. Yeah, because you came into this needing to have this information so that you could integrate those light codes because you just had that aha moment yesterday yeah. that shifted that, right? So light codes. So light codes... Our sun, it has been, it's not just recently, but it has been transmitting these solar light frequencies to the earth through us, right? The solar system, the sun uh, transmits, emits photonic light, uh, solar, where we get those solar geomagnetic storms, the solar flares, the solar flashes, right? 
all of that stuff affects us. So the solar light codes, the light frequencies are what kind of gives us the headaches. It makes us headachey because it's solar expansion, expanding consciousness. Okay. And what, and so, I apologize for cutting you. Why is all of this happening? Because we, so we what have going on been, on the planet. Yeah. So we have, so when we came into this, right? So when source decided it wanted to know more about itself because it recognized its own presence, it wanted to know more about how it, how it functions, right? Mm -hmm. And so the idea was to create these fractalizations of itself and have these fractalizations have an experience in another form other than light, other than energy, okay? And so part of that was this planet, Earth. Now, I am aware that this is not the only planet that is playing out this experiment. The, this particular um, experience that we're all having as a collective in humanity, every single soul, every single human being that is here on the Earth right now, collectively agreed to do this. So we have soul contracts that we made as a collective group, a collective experience to experience all of this you know, together. And then we have our own individual soul contracts with various people, you and I, other people, in order to help us facilitate the experiences that we came here to have and learn how to navigate our mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual bodies. So in these fractal aspects of ourselves, we could really, you know, take this down and look, and I, I hear this all the time, um, you know, we go from source to the, um, to the, the uh, oversoul, to the monad, to the, to the soul, to the personality, to the human. But the problem with that is, again, is we're, we're going through a process of separation. Right now, we're supposed to be coming back into unification. Everything in the third dimension that we grew up in was meant to separate us, right? That's why we recognize the chakras as, nope, each area in the body has their own chakra point. And if you're out of balance, you have to work within that chakra to bring balance back into the body. But in everything that I have always known, or even like, you know, something like herbal medicine, which I'm, I'm trained in, I'm an herbalist, it, we've always attacked the problem from the perspective of the whole. So it's the whole person, and it's not just the one area. We're looking at the mental and emotional body to see what we're creating in our reality. Same thing here, right? The same thing for me, for us in this work. That's why I think people think my work is so beyond because I came into this existence, even from a child, not knowing that separation. So for me, when I hear people, you know, separating themselves out, wanting to identify themselves like terms like a star seed or I'm, I'm Pleiadian or I'm Lyran, I'm Lyran, whatever, right? And they're, they're going by that as their identity. Um, 
um, no judgment here, that's fine. Uh, it's still a form of separation, keeping yourself separate from others by identifying yourself in that source, right? We have to look at it from that perspective. But also what it is, is bringing that, that soul fractal that was once that aspect, it was once Pleiadian, it was once Lyra and Lyran, or maybe many lifetimes that, um, into the now moment now for this experience, because it's that soul fractal, that soul aspect that is actually helping our human navigate this reality that we're all experiencing, right? So, so what, I, what I hear you saying is that whatever is going on the planet right now is taking us back to oneness. It's taken us back to the oneness of source. So that's the unity consciousness in all of this, right? So if you think about it, going back again to that whole experience with uh, source wanting to know itself, it, we, now we're not going to get into it here, but we have to also understand that when that was put forth and that was initiated here on the earth, um, the, the, experiment, if you will, the experience, whatever you want to call it, was kind of hijacked by darker entity beings that wanted to take, take this planet and make it theirs. Because you have to remember the resources that we have on this planet are immense. This planet holds immense resources. And that's why there's all this separation of dark and light and, and um, you know, the, uh, this whole, um, spiritual battle that's taking place on the earth right now, right? This, this is that spiritual source that kind of hijacked this game to begin with, this experiment, experience, whatever you want to call it to begin with. So this is where the, the dumbing down process has come for us as source light. It, it started way back in the beginning when we first got to the earth. Now we have been through this experience many, many times in parallel realities, right through Atlantis and Lemuria. And we, in Atlantean times, we were at the same place we're at now, where we were very technology heavy with AI technology. And then that imploded and did Atlantis in. Now enough people are in their awareness and raise their consciousness it, to shift that so that is no longer a timeline that is um, that is presenting as uh, what could potentially happen on the earth that would have been included in all Armageddon timelines. So all Armageddon timelines where you know the earth explodes or there's a World War Three or anything like that, they've all been integrated. That's all healed already. So the more people can see that and understand that we're just playing out this, this quarantine period still because we still have people that need to wake up, that need to come online um, and participate in the oneness experience, not oneness with each other first because people have a hard time doing that, but it's the oneness within loving yourself more so you're choosing your best um, opportunities for you at all times. And then you can show up being your best representation for everyone else around you. Right. That's how I'm really glad you actually said that because, um, you know, you spoke about, um, um, other, uh, uh, planets and other, um, uh, I don't know, star seeds and mm -hmm. timelines. 
And I feel, again, in the spiritual community, if you have been following this work for a while, you will understand what you were talking about. But since you mentioned quarantine, and I would just want to go to the basics, because many people, especially now in Ireland, we have level five mm-hmm. um, in, in the lockdown. So people are going to get even more stressed. Um, many people are feeling anxiety. Mm-hmm. And what do you think this is teaching people? What do you think is the message behind this, in, if we look at it in a spiritual way? Well, so from the collective perspective, right? So from the bigger perspective here, Ireland as a collective group of individuals, then one would say that there is still needing to be a shift in the frequency of Ireland and everybody that inhabits Ireland, everybody that is, you know, living in in Ireland, right? So from a frequency point of view, the frequency needs to come up, it needs to raise. And when it raises, it, it opens and unlocks those light codes and those key codes, right? So what that is like is every time we have a shift in the solar system uh, and this light is coming in now that is amplifying our experience, that's why some people are feeling achy and flu-like, right? We could all of a sudden feel like we're having a flu today and tomorrow be back on our feet. Mm -hmm. And, And I always say flu is frequency, light upgrade because the dna is getting an upgrade in that moment from these light frequencies right so light frequency if you think about it like we can't see it it's invisible to our naked eye however we feel it in our body it's much the same as a dog whistle so dogs can hear a dog whistle but humans can't hear the dog whistle okay Mm -hmm. it's the same thing here we can feel these frequencies, like when the sun is emitting huge amounts of photonic light, we will feel foggy, groggy, we will feel sleepy, tired. That's happening because photonic light is conscious living light and it doesn't like chaos, it likes divine order. So whatever is in chaos, it's going to push it until it, it leaves chaos or it moves beyond chaos. And that's what's happening with all of us, which is why we are needing to sleep so much because the only one of the ways that we integrate light codes or these key codes that we exchange with each other is through sleep because the amount of work it takes for the body to reformat the codes and upgrade the DNA is immense. The only way that we could do that is to sleep. So because our bed holds our energy from being in it, you know, for how many hours when we're sleeping at night, that that becomes like our light pod or our light bed or a healing bed. And I know for myself, whenever I'm not 100% that I could, you know, lay on my sofa or sit in a chair. It's not the same as getting into my bed and being in that space where my light field is contained. So we need to go into that space and, you know, allow our body to do what it needs to do. Now, the reason that you're experiencing this as a collective group is because that frequency in Ireland still needs to raise. I'm not familiar with Ireland's back history, but I could tell you that if there is, has been, um, 
events of abuse of power, either through you know, military forces or the government forces, um, then one of the things that is happening is this act of confinement, which then starts to make people realize that their freedom is precious to them. One of the codes that we're activating very, very heavily right now that is coming through these light codes is the freedom codes. They got activated not this past July, but the July prior on July 4th, I felt them come in and they've been with us ever since. And they really, really kicked up um, in uh, frequency back in January this year, January. So freedom code. So making everybody recognize that they are either having freedom or they're lacking freedom. And so this is another way that our consciousness can clear distortion and step to the forefront. It requires that our beingness, right? Our experience here is uh, to release beliefs. Beliefs, right? When we have a belief, beliefs have their own consciousness. Everything is a consciousness. So a belief has its own consciousness. So when we're trying to work through beliefs and release old beliefs, we hear people say that all the time. The reason that's such a struggle is because the density of the belief, in other words, the, the heaviness, the heavy energy of that belief, of that consciousness is so dense that it does not want us to release it. So it works with the ego to say, you can't let that go because if you let that go, what's gonna happen? What will you do? Who will you be? How will this work? Mm -hmm. Right? That's what, that's what happens. So we try to release these beliefs and our body goes into this chaotic state of being because suddenly it doesn't know what to do. That, that is the game. That's the game of um, ascension, of keeping ourselves stuck. Can we, can we shift higher? Can we raise into a higher state of consciousness where we are aware that in this present moment, this is the only thing that matters is what's happening in this present moment now, because as we're having this conversation, the version of you that is with me now, compared to the version of you that might've been with me you know, 10 minutes ago is a brand new version of you. So that version of you that was here 10 minutes ago does not even technically exist anymore, which means whatever passed that version of you that was here 10 minutes ago had does not exist either. So your past has been rewritten it's by this present. higher consciousness mm -hmm. because of the presence in this moment now. And that's very hard for people to understand. That's, you know, that's a big concept. Yeah. Yeah. What I actually um, was listening to someone speaking about that uh, the other day, I don't know if it was you possibly, but um, I heard that we really uh, think about past and future just because that allows us to um, create certain ideas and build from that. Is, is that not a good thing? Yeah, it's not a good thing. It's, it's not because what happens is when we're, uh, when we're focusing on an energy from our past, let's say there's been an experience that we focus on from the past. That experience in the past, if it was a negative experience and one that was painful, in order for us to keep that 
experience alive in our memory, we have to attach an emotional component to it, right? Because thoughts are electric. They're very, very fast. They're, they're like a sprinter on a track. The minute you have a thought, it's like a spark of electricity. It takes off running. In a second, it could be into tomorrow, a week, a month, a year from now, right? And then what happens is emotions, because they're dense, they're magnetic, uh, activate and want to keep up with that thought. They, they go hand in hand, they go together. They're like married together, thoughts and emotions. So what happens is, is when we have an event in the past that we're longing for, pining over, or maybe we can't get beyond because we're angry over it, what ends up happening is, is we keep recalling that experience into our present state of being through our electromagnetic field. Mm -hmm. Our electromagnetic field has, gets imprinted, has that imprint from that event in our field. It's imprinted in through the emotional body. So every time we tune into that, we're actually recalling back up that emotional imprint in our field. Why that's a problem is because we're, when we tune into that feeling, right? Let's say it's a feeling of longing. So there's sadness and there's a very low energy because we're longing for something or someone from our past. Then what happens is, is we're tuning into that frequency from back then, which does not even exist anymore. So it takes a lot of energy and a lot of effort for our body to recreate it. And then what we're doing is, is we're tapping into Gaia, the earth, and that energetic imprint that's located in Gaia, because Gaia warehouses the Akashic records for every single human on the planet, right? And so for every single person that has also had that same experience of longing, pining over the past, someone, something, we are not only tuning into ours, but now we're meshing with Gaia's. So think about it from this perspective. There's what, 7 billion people on the planet? So even if you're only tuning into, let's say a million people who are feeling that longing, that sadness, that grief, you're no longer just tuning into your own personal emotions concerning that. It's being magnified and amplified now by Gaia's field and everything that's contained in it. So this is why it's very hard to let go when we're building in these emotional uh, imprints into our field. It's the same thing with health issues. That is how we get a health issue, first of all, when we cannot let something go and we keep feeding that energy in, in our field, that imprint, right? But then let's say we do get something like cancer. That's very, very common, okay? we can't, it's even harder to move beyond the cancer because now we're not just tuned into our state of beingness with that cancer, but we're also tuned into, I don't know, the millions of people on the planet that have cancer, right? That's probably becomes accurate. part of your identity somehow. We make yeah. it part of our identity, yes. Right, because what, what it does, what we do then is we activate the, the victimhood mentality of you know, having, oh, look at me, now I have cancer, right? I've got to go through this, I have to go through that. And instead of 
saying, I'm not owning any of this, which is what I did when I had cancer. I'm not owning this, right? My, my higher self said, oh, you're going to be standing in new shoes now. Do not own them. They are borrowed. You're giving them back. We're just going through this experience. You're using these shoes to walk through an experience. You're not keeping them. Okay, but what happens is, is someone might actually keep those shoes and hang on to that experience and call it in. And, and if they are someone that is needing something outside of themselves to make them whole, then that experience will help them get, um, you know, maybe some extra attention that they are needing because the one that is not giving them attention is themselves. You so know, see, every... Everything that shows up for us is always pushing us back within. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what you, this example you said is so fantastic because I also was sick. I was listening to you speaking about um, your, um, sorry, I was going to say your illness, the illness that you have experienced. And I had a chat with two ladies at a bar one time about health. And I was, you know, sharing my ideas about why I think people get sick. And one of them said, you know what, this is very interesting because I had cancer for that many years. And the reason now when you're saying this, I see that I felt so unloved that only when I got cancer, I started getting the attention and that mm -hmm. made me want to be sick. So mm -hmm. like that makes complete sense that we yeah. create those because whether we understand it or not, or aware mm -hmm. of it or not, we have our own reasons. Yes, it's, mm -hmm. it all plays into the victimhood mentality, right? Which is that third dimensional paradigm of suffering, pain and suffering. And, and pain and suffering happens. Why are we attached to it? Pain, why, well, why? Pain, because it's because we become addicted. We become addicted to pain and suffering, right? But be, here's, here's the bigger part of the problem. You wanna, if you want to know the truth, pain and suffering is a direct result of resistance, Whenever you have resistance, you have pain and suffering. Resistance can appear in the form of procrastination, right? When we procrastinate something, we're not doing it because we don't want to do it. We're doing it because we're afraid to do it. We're afraid of the outcome of doing it. Either we're thinking we're not going to be good enough, and this is an experience in general of not being enough, not being good enough, or that we're going to get it wrong, right? and that it's gonna come out wrong, and then we procrastinate it. Mm. So, so think about all the ways in which we are not showing up for ourselves, creating our own resistance, and over a period of time, if you tell yourself that you're not good enough, you're building that density in your field. It's like you're saying, come here, energy that's dense. Come here, let me put you right in my heart center. I'm not good enough. Oh, come, come here, you too, I can't get this right. And the more you tell yourself you're not good, now you're building, right? So. All it takes is one little trigger, and then you have something like high blood pressure. And the blood tells us how we're circulating in life, because doesn't blood circulate in the body? The heart pumps it. The heart center is all about relationships. So when we suddenly have high blood pressure or even low blood pressure, it's telling us how we're circulating in life. And people are like, oh, I, I have high blood pressure. Or, oh, I have lo low blood pressure. I have to be on medicine. Suddenly it gives them a permission slip mm -hmm. to not do their best. 
Yeah. Now I don't have to do my best. I have a permission slip. I have high blood pressure. I have cancer. I have this, I have that. Do you see? I so, absolutely experienced this. Yeah. So it's yeah. like we're giving ourselves a permission slip to not be our best. And that's okay because after all, I have this or I have that. Yeah. Wonderful. Right? Yeah. yeah. So now let me ask you how, now you spoke about you being a kid and being aware. How do you know all of these things? Like if I didn't listen to you, I probably wouldn't know half of the things you talk about, but well, where, yeah. So, you know, my experience with this, when I, when I was growing up, um, I, I was always, um, a very intellectually stimulated kid, you know, uh, my, my brain was constantly going and I was always imagining there was so much more. I would look in the sky and look at the stars and think, I wonder which one I'm from because I knew I wasn't from here, you know? And so it was just a matter of just having this knowing. And, you know, I see this with young kids today where they remember their lineage, their history, their incarnations, if you will. And, um, and parents don't want them to tune in. I kind of had the same situation where they didn't want that. You know, 11 years old, I was watching a movie show, um, James Bond's Live or Let Die, I think it was, Solitaire the Tarot Card Reader. And I knew that was what I was going to do for my living. And my mother was like, oh, no, 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 you can't do that, you know. So when we're told that we can't, then we kind of tuck that away and we move on to something else. So it wasn't until later that I opened, but, you know, we're always getting the tap on the shoulder, where it's always there, it never goes away. In all of my years, it, it's never gone away, okay? And if when I finally opened to it was after I had this experience with cancer, not once but twice, right? Because the first time, it shifted me into knowing that I had to understand the inner workings of the body and how to heal cancer. But the second time it hit, which was four years later, that was totally different because now this is the body alchemy. It's not about how to heal it. It's about how to stop creating it. How do we change? How do we, how do we not do that anymore? How do, we not, that, how do we not do that anymore? By changing our belief system, right? So in other words, being the most authentic you that you can be, being your most authentic self, no matter what anybody thinks about that aspect within you, right? That is the most important thing we can do. So if you want to, you know, make your hair spiky and all multicolors and everything, rock it because that's what we're here to do. We're here to be our most authentic self, right? But people get caught up in, oh, I got to be like the Kardashians. I have to be like this one. I have to look like this. And then suddenly it takes us out of our authentic state of being. And Not also family and culture and rules. Yes, but, and but yes, and you have to remember through all of the family and the culture and the rules and all, all of that stuff, we were only born into that to have the experience of whatever that presents for us. And it's, it's not meant to define us. It is not meant to, to, you know, condense us into that version. I see a lot of people that get stuck in family culture that can't 
find the rope to pull themselves out. And that is a detriment within itself. Many, many times I find the children are the ones to take on the illnesses and the parents' health is perfectly fine. And again, those are soul contracts that we have where you know, we're deciding we're going to take all the pain and the sorrow because we've been made to feel like, well, you know, and I heard it for years with my grandparents suffering in um, Ger Germany um, during the time of the Nazis and the war where they had no food and this and that and everything, right? So one could say, well, you know, I don't want them to suffer anymore. So let me take whatever illness is. Do you, does that make sense? Oh, yeah. yeah. And people, people do that. People do that all the time. Because you also okay. feel guilty. You feel that yes. everyone points the finger at you and you are the cause of my pain and suffering. And yes. they're like, okay, let me take it all. Yes. And that happens in relationships all the time, especially when we are under the guise of the old empathing, um, you know, technology that we used uh, in the third dimensional paradigm where we were victim to feeling too much, right? And then we would suddenly want to fix everybody. And so this goes back, it goes back to the label stuff, right? If we think about that, victimhood mentality is another way uh, it, it, that works with empathing. You, the two of them go hand in hand. Uh, you know, you hear empaths say all the time, oh, I feel too much, I this, I that. No, we don't have to do that anymore. That's because when with the chakra system, right, the, the cones are facing out. Those cones are like uh, an, an electric uh, light frequency high, super highway. It's information coming into you and information going out. It's the first thing that connects in through the electromagnetic field when we meet someone. So it's how we know whether we like someone or not. With, you know, that energetic, that, that uh, light frequency is connecting in. But it doesn't mean that we're taking theirs in and sourcing into our body. Um, I, and I tell people, if how do we stop that? Well, I was just going to say, I yeah. tell people, if you if you find yourself uh, sourcing your power out to others, right through the empath model, then what you want to do is practice going up the ascension column, that electromagnetic field around us is also the Taurus, the Taurus field, and we have what's called the, the tube torus or the ascension column that is about that width, right? Think shoulder width. Mm -hmm. And that's where I met my first higher self. I was meditating up the column and, and as I was going up, it took a, a bit of time. It was a couple of years ago. Uh, a Luna was coming down and it was like this effervescent golden light and it was beautiful and she was very etheric and and um, and she spoke to me as she was coming down to me, and I was I was shocked, right? But I was practicing focusing my chakras up, sourcing myself, sourcing my higher self, so right? Are you saying that we get rid of that by meditating and just trying to focus our energy up rather than open it to everyone? Yes. Well, okay. here's the thing. Okay, I, I I'm not a big meditator. I just I just am. What, what I am, I am. I know. I trust. I have uh, experienced myself in so many ways. I, I trust what comes through now. So I do meditate, but it's, it's only maybe for 10 minutes at a time. I know some people that meditate for hours. That's not really something that I believe in personally, but if, if somebody believes in that, that's fine. That's their process. But what this really requires is us to come out of the thinking mind 
right? We, we don't want to be thinking anymore. We want to come into heart center because everything happens at the heart center and we want to be feeling. We're not in the mind anymore. We're in the heart center, feeling. Are connecting. we tapping into the quantum field then? Is that connecting? Okay. Well, connecting to the inner being. And if you think about the heart center being like fourth dimensional astral plane, then we can go into the quantum field because we are not, if you watched my video on grounding, we're not grounding into Gaia's core anymore, right? The chakras, the earth star chakra under the feet is, is actually coming up now and all. And as we go through this process, years it's going to take years it's not going to happen overnight but it's all going to start coming up now as we're emerging up higher into the higher states of consciousness it's like we're collapsing third dimension fourth dimension fifth dimension so all of this is coming up now so we don't want to root into the core of gaia anymore gaia is going through a physical ascension right now she has been since october 2017 and we are going through a physical ascension so we don't want to root into gaia anymore we want to go into the heart center and we want to go up. We want to go, right? So good exercise here is anybody struggling with this. And we have to remember that when people are tuning into any of my work or now us together, I'm transmitting a frequency. Everything I'm saying is frequency. The words are frequency, right? The essence of who we are is frequency. Someone that is having a difficult time or struggling to understand what I'm saying is because they're trying to understand from their mind. They have to connect in the heart, right? And when the, when the eyes, when our eyes are open, anybody's eyes, not just yours or mine, but anybody's eyes are open, the ego is very present. It's how we've been trained. So the ego is open. So eyes are open, ego is forward. Ego wants to lead the way. The best way to get out of the ego and come into the higher self is to close the eyes, drop in the heart center and breathe into the heart center. When you felt yourself drop fully into the heart center, then we come up through the ascension column and envision going up, 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 up because the crown chakra then becomes a place for connection and expansion, right? And Connected. when you say going up, what are we imagining energy or light that's going on? We're imagining our, yeah, our energy, our state of beingness, our beingness going up and connecting with the higher self. Because you got to remember from that, that tube, that column, we're going through these. And, and again, it's separation dimensions, right? So each dimension, but it's really layers of frequency until we get to the place where our higher self resides and then bring the higher self down. We're in embodiment right now, which is the merger of the higher self and the lower self. So this work is really critical that we work uh, with this, having this experience. But let me just say that our intention is the most important part of this process because all you have to do is be with someone, recognize that you're empathing and, and you're, you're feeling it in your body and you're feeling uncomfortable and say to yourself, oh, let me try pointing my chakras up and sourcing myself and source because I am source. I'm sourcing my higher self and I'm sourcing source. And that takes you right out of empathing. It's just okay. a conscious choice. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a conscious choice. Yeah. Yeah. 
because this is, I'm not going to lie, this is one of the things that I really struggle with. I feel myself being, you would laugh at this actually. I know that for a long time I had really poor boundaries and I worked really, really hard to start having stronger boundaries. I find it most difficult though with people that I love. Mm. And the other day I had a dream of a beggar stealing mm-hmm. my house. She mm-hmm. showed me how much money she stole. And then she told me, I'm hungry. I said, okay, you have to leave, but I'll make you food first. And I was like, oh my God, this is something that I do with people all the time. Yeah. I would love to get rid of it. Yeah, that's a lack program running. So when people show up either in our dreams or in real life to take our money, like when people show up and they tell you that they don't have money and they complain about money, it's because somewhere within you, you're running a program, a belief that money is scarce, right? Possibly. So Yeah. So somewhere along my travels, my journey, um, I learned to take, you know, a dollar bill, a $5 bill, whatever, and tape it to the wall at the foot of my bed so that every morning I woke up, I would see that dollar above me. And what it does is it, it reprograms the mind right? Mm -hmm. It reprograms the mind. So you're not focused anymore on money being unattainable for you. You know what? I'm going to ask you about this because I grew up in a a house that was wealthy. It's not that we had money problems. If Mm -hmm. no problems existed, it's in that area. But I know I am aware that it was used for manipulation. So Mm -hmm. if you do what I want, you get it. If you don't do it. And I feel that's what's keeping me stuck from getting what I want. Yeah, well, that's that's still lack playing out though, because your awareness is, is that money is hard to come by because if I want money, there's going to be manipulation attached to it. Yeah. So you see, you're still playing that same game of separation, right? Believing that money equals manipulation and attachment. Now that's a belief. We talked about beliefs a little earlier. We, we don't have to carry that belief. This is where when you're running that scenario in your head, you could close your eyes, drop into your heart and have that dialogue with yourself that goes, that's not really my belief. I don't know where that belief came from. Oh yeah, I do. It came from my family. It's from my lineage. Um, so someone taped that belief to my forehead and then slowly over time, that belief actually uh, through osmosis left my forehead and came into my body as my newfound belief. And now I carry it within me everywhere I go. So the more you can understand that this is not truly your belief, the more you'll heal it. And those lower aspects will keep showing up in your dream to show you where you are with respect to that belief about money. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Cause I, when I saw that dream, I thought that I have such poor boundaries that even though someone who stole from me, I still tell tell them that it's okay, I'm going to make you food. So that's how I saw it. But that's a very um, different way of looking at it. And possibly it is true too. Yeah. Yes. So you, so, and and you have to remember too, one of the hardest things for, for people to understand is that when we're dealing with stuff like this, now you're trying to integrate and heal this belief concerning money. Every single incarnation you've ever had on all these parallel timelines running concurrent to this timeline now 
are going to come into the forefront. So in other words, they're all going to merge in to heighten that experience because it's what, what you're working on healing, integrating, and clearing from your field in this moment. So like, in other words, you're, you're acknowledging this, this issue, right? This belief system that you have concerning money, manipulation, attachment, the whole nine yards, right? Um, guilt, shame, the whole thing, right? And so if you, if you look at that and you say, where else in my day-to-day -day experience, aside from money, is that showing up? Where else is that showing up? Where are all the other places where guilt, shame, manipulation, attachment, all of that, where is that showing up in other aspects of my life? Mm, it's not just with money. Yes. It's not just with money. Yes. And I recently broke one of them because I do come from a very uh, strict culture and, you know, I'm, I'm an artist, I'm a photographer mm -hmm. and a lot of my work could look like it's revealing because mm -hmm. I don't believe in, um, I just don't believe that there's something wrong about it. I think the human body is there and it's a piece of art and we could be naked and it's fine. But in yeah. my culture, it's like, no, no, no. And for a long time, I carried this pain, guilt and fear and shame. And mm -hmm. what if I hurt all these people? But mm -hmm. only two days ago, I was like, you know, I'm just going to break free from mm -hmm. this. So maybe that's just um, the first step. <laughs> well, that, that is a part of it because you have to remember all of those things are between the root chakra and the sacral chakra, right? They would be located in that area if we're talking about the energetics. And so skin is a root chakra source. Skin belongs to root chakra. Root chakra and heart chakra are tied together, just like the sacral chakra and the throat chakra and the solar plexus and the third eye, right? And so skin the representation of skin is also about you know right to exist aside from the grounding and survival so our rights and then sacral feeling about ourselves and then we could look at the heart and say and that how that pertains to our relationships with others and then we look at the throat and go are we speaking our truth in all of that so you see how it compounds which is why we can't just look at one chakra and heal one chakra it has nothing to do with that it has to do with the whole body is in its entirety yeah and to, to heal our body in its entirety you're saying we have to do what makes us happy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because if you, you know, the, the most important part of this whole thing is recognizing that as the soul, we chose all of this, the good, the bad, and the ugly, we chose it all. Right. And, yeah. and it was because of what we wanted to experience, but in each moment of us being in our awareness, this is why present moment is very, very important in each moment we're creating a new reality. So from this moment, you're creating a brand new reality than you would have created had we not had this time together, mm -hmm. right? So now in this new awareness, maybe that you're picking up, you are creating a new tomorrow and that new tomorrow will have amazing experiences that you might not have had because you shifted one little thing and suddenly it shifted everything. So what shows up for you is now your new creation of the reality that you can perceive through the new awareness that you are holding. I love it.
You are so smart. <laughs> Gold. <laughs> Maria, I really enjoyed this. Sadly, I don't think we can go over 45 minutes on this. Okay. Um, Zoom, but I really enjoyed this and I'm so, so thankful for your time. I'm going Thank to you. leave um, links for your website and for your email address. Um, oh, thank you. in the description box below if anyone would like to contact you. Can you tell us a tiny bit though about the work you do with others? So what people comes, come to see you for? Sure. So um, a lot of the work that I do is, you know, exactly what I'm talking about with you here today, except we go into, you know, what is, what is for the person that I'm working with. Um, and it's everything from, you know, health issues like someone having cancer or dealing with, um, you know, trauma in the family, trauma within themselves. Um, I also work with people who are having, you know, some interesting ascension uh, experiences like uh, timeline bleed throughs. Uh, I, I have uh, people who are all of a sudden being contacted um, by, um, you know, our entities, our families yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and anybody that has, you know, um, any kind of a need for a shift, if somebody is really struggling or suffering, uh, mostly my work is based on the work on everything that we spoke about here. Um, so if somebody is struggling or they're needing to shift, I teach. So I teach a class that is just like this uh, on Wednesday nights and, um, and that's through Zoom and it's interactive. So people can ask questions. I give the rundown of what is taking place on the earth uh, energetically and how to navigate that. Um, so it's basically all the stuff that we've talked about. You and know, all of I, that is on your website, the information? Yeah, and I, I do business mentoring. Yeah, so my website has two choices. Uh, you can book a session for transformational uh, healing for uh, an hour. Or if you have a very specific question, you can do a 30-minute intensive. And then it's just focusing on that question. Um, so there's two options there. And of course, um, you know, I have online and I have an in-person Your YouTube channels too. Oh, my YouTube channel. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's still <laughs> yeah, well, new, but it's, you have some amazing information there. So thank you. please yeah. make sure you check Maria's work out. Thank, um, you. thank you so, so much. I'm going to stop the recording here.